I'm Captain Eddie Castle, and we're making shavings. <clears throat> this is a new concept for me. It's called podcast. And I understand what these are about. I've heard a few of them. Some interesting, some not so. I'll just keep ours interesting. I'm here to talk to you a little bit about a fairly new group that's been started called Worldwide Woodturners. Just getting started. <clears throat> I love to go to workshops. I love to go to symposiums. And I always go to SWAT, as the Southwest Association of Turners, in Waco, Texas, in August. I've loved it. I meet people and talk to people for days on end. This past year, well, in 2019, um, I was there for four days with some friends and sat with different vendors just to talk to folks. And I spoke with people for four days. Now, I'm not complaining, but I was answering the same question every single day. Or a series of questions. It got me thinking. What do novice turners, even seasoned turners do when they have a question and they want to get advice from another wood turner? I'm talking about advice from somebody that's not trying to sell you anything, get you to pay for a membership, buy a magazine, uh say you use only their tools. Uh, we're not into that. Worldwide Wood Turners is 100% free, non-sponsored, non-partisan. In fact, we're as independent as any organization has ever been. Why? Well, because one of my dreams in life was to just be able to share information. It might not be the best information, but it's information. You know, Information is like elbows. People all have different ones. So I got to thinking about sharing information. And who would be better than everybody I know to help me? That's right. Everybody I know. Everybody on earth. If they have information about wood turning, just about wood turning, then we want to talk to them. We gather every Wednesday evening. And we start at 7 o'clock Central Daylight Time. We'll really open the doors at 6 o'clock because people want to chat. And they talk about everything. And it's limited. There's no religion, no sex, no gender, no politics. None of that other stuff. And we might talk weather because that's something God gave us and he changes it every day. But we mainly talk wood turning. We share tips, tricks, ideas, beliefs. The, the do's, the don'ts. And we have demonstrations by members. Because remember, we don't pay for this. And some of these people demonstrating do get paid to do it for others. They volunteer to do it for us because they're talking to the entire world. The restrictions are they can't go commercial. They can't promote anything. They can't say you can only do this with XYZ brand of tools. I like XYZ, but not in the brand of tools. Uh, and we allow a lot of information to go into our chat. We consider it to be a chat like the forum of a website. Oh, we got a great website, too. I'll tell you about that. But it's a place that you can put anything. If somebody says, hey, where can I buy those threaded inserts for doing urns? <clears throat> We've probably got 10 sources. We have 20 members that will put those on the, web, on the chat site. They'll tell you the good, the bad, the ugly about them. Same thing with finishes, tools, chucks, lathes, motors, cables, guides, lights, cameras. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. 
one week's even harder to beat than the next. But it is a great way to share information about wood turning. Our content will vary from program to program. We're going to have a couple of things at the end of this program. Stick around for it. Object, just share information. Let me tell you what's not an object. What's not an object is to get you to pay for a membership. Buy a hat. Get a magazine. Join a club. Raise your hand. Do a secret handshake and all that. That's not our objective. Our objective is to share information on wood turning. That might be hard for you to contemplate because as far as we know, no one's done anything like this before. And I got a little help. I just asked all my wood turning friends in the entire world to help us. And we are doing that. We get people from the entire world tuning in every Wednesday evening to do that. Now, where to go to get in this? <clears throat> I said we had a website. It's probably going to be one of the best websites for wood turners in the world. It, there's no commitments. There's no obligations. There's no payment. Um, we just got a fantastic website director, and he puts what he gets on that website. And it is www.worldwidewoodturners.org. No capitals, no spaces, nothing special. www.worldwidewoodturners.org. Now, we also take emails and photographs and all that that you have at worldwidewoodturners at gmail.com. But there's also a contact page on our website. Now, when you go to the website, on the front page, besides interesting articles and beautiful photographs of some of the best wood turning in the entire world, there'll be a little clock in the middle of the screen that tells you how long it is until the next program. That's right. You don't have to do any time changes or anything else. You look down, it says the program starts in 5 minutes and 59 seconds. In 5 minutes and 59 seconds, our program will start. And how do you get in? To the right of that is a little thing that says join meeting. You click it and you join. Now, Zoom might ask you some particulars, but they're not going to ask you for a credit card or an account or ask you to make a payment or a swear or a promise or anything else. No, this is a 100% free zone. The programming has been paid for. An anonymous donor put us on the air and is going to keep us there for a while because we're going to share information. Our target is every wood turner in the entire world. That's every wood turner. Beginners, seasoned, moderates, guys that think they're artists. Hey, we're all equal. We're all in this program. The length, 15 to 20 minutes. Not much more than that. Frequency, I believe we'll go for a week, a time, and beginning. And see how it goes. And we'll put a date on it. Well, that's what we're doing here. For WorldwideWoodTurners.org, we're making shavings. Stick around. There's a whole lot more in just one moment. Hi, Captain Eddie Castle. I'm back with you again about Megan Shavens. This part of the program will be to help and endorse you and all the other woodturners in the entire world. But we're put on by WorldWideWoodTurners.org. It's a great organization that you can join. We talk every Wednesday evening. We talk about all kinds of things. And one of the main things, we're woodturners, right? But we turn everything else. I can tell you this honestly. If it is softened in my tools, I'm going to turn it. I'm talking wood, aluminum, brass. 
copper, acrylics, cast right on down the line, pewter, some bronze. Uh, if I can get a tool that'll cut it, I'll put an old lathe and cut it. But when I start talking about wood, and that's what we're here for, uh, I will think more about what is my favorite woods. Now, if I'm going to go out and rough something in and see if I like a shape, or if I can do this or do that, I will pick a piece of two by four. That's right, building material. Plain, yellow pine. SYP as they sell it at Holos and Home Depot. I'll pick a piece of that, and I'll do the spin on it, and I'll cut it. Now, when I pick a two by four, this particular reason, well, a couple of them. Number one is, it's inexpensive. I mean, eight foot, now, well, now it's getting to be almost two bucks. But it's, um, it's an easy way to get good wood. But let's get to that good wood thing. It's good wood. It's hard to cut. Uh, hard to cut means if you take a gouge, the regular way that you see on all these pictures, that the, the flute is straight across, level with the ground, or the lathe, and you go straight in to cut that out. You're going to cut it out, but you're going to plow it out. You're not going to do any cutting. You're going to do some plowing. You're going to remove a lot of wood. And when you see what you did, you're going to say, wait, wait, wait. I'm better than this. Well, yes, you are, because that's going to be in a tool use. But that piece of wood, being inexpensive and won't cut nicely, is a great tool, a piece of wood to practice on. Because you can learn how to do a slicing cut, how to come in gradually and, and slice off little bitty ribbons. That's right. You see chunks coming off, you're doing it wrong. You see ribbons coming off, you're doing it right. So that's why I start with a 2x4. And what do I move it up to? As soon as I move up, I find a hardwood. Get this. Softwood's got needles. Hardwood comes from leaves and trees. It's the only difference. It's not how thick and dense they are. I would get a hardwood that's like uh, a mahogany, uh, ash, um, surprisingly, um, and on the other side of flip, I'll go to poplar. Uh, but I'll pick a wood that with a pocket knife, I can slice across the edge of it, and I can see the grain of the wood, but not the pores of the wood. So I've got something tightly poured, and that's what I will pick. Some of the nice pieces I've got here in the shop and around the house are the demos or the prototypes or the, what do you call the rough ends of pieces that I've turned later on. I didn't have a lot of money invested. It was a 4 by 4 or a 2 by 4 That's where I'd go there. Now, holding that wood, and we'll talk about this in the future a little bit more, Yeah, you can use a screw chuck, a spur chuck, a center, um, between dowels, between cups, between points. We're talking about how to gerrymander or make up a piece that will hold what you want to turn. I can do balls perfectly without a ball jig. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice and even, roll smooth and all that. Without a ball jig, we'll talk about that. And other tools, you know, do you need these top-of-the-line tools? Do you need the best in the world? Do you need powdered medical metal, metals? Do you need something that nobody else in the world has? Guess what? Somebody else has got it. No, you can do it with standard carbon tools. And how you present the tool is going to make the difference, but how you sharpen it. And we'll talk more about that in the future. How do you sharpen that tool to get the best effect? Now, effects, if you do it right, you got a sharp tool, 
you get the right presentation, you do a good slice, you get an end piece that you're going to be happy with, then what do you do with it? Well, sand it. I used to joke about it. I can cut to where I can start sanding at 400. That was in the old days before I realized my mentors told me is you'd never start sanding with a fine paper. You take it down a notch or another notch or another notch or another notch. And you start with something about the 80 to 100 grit. And you even out the area. You open all the pores and you make the entire piece. Eh, I want to use the name homogenous. You make it all even. And then you step up in the grits. I'd go to 80, to 120, to 220, to 320, to 400. If I'm really, really, really wanting to polish it, I might step up to 600. But at some point, if I could get that fine, I'm going to go to wet sanding. We'll talk about that too. And then finishes. Remember, the finish is the last thing you do. That's why I call it a finish. And a whole lot of other things. We're going to cover it all here on Megan Shavens. And if you need more information, get a hold of me. Worldwidewoodturners at gmail.com. Or check our website, worldwidewoodturners.org. Remember, it's .org, and I'll see you there. I'm Captain Eddie Castle, and thank you for joining us as we've been making shavings. Hi, Captain Eddie Castle, and back with you again about Megan Shavens. This part of the program will be to help and endorse you and all the other woodturners in the entire world. But we're put on by WorldWideWoodturners.org. It's a great organization that you can join. We talk every Wednesday evening. We talk about all kinds of things. And one of the main things, we're woodturners, right? But we turn everything else. I can tell you this honestly. If it is softened in my tools, I'm going to turn it. I'm talking wood, aluminum, brass, copper, acrylics, cast, right on down the line, pewter, some bronze. Uh, if I can get a tool that'll cut it, I'll put an old lathe and cut it. But when I start talking about wood, and that's what we're here for, uh, I will think more about what is my favorite woods. Now, if I'm going to go out and rough something in to see if I like a shape or if I can do this or do that, I will pick a piece of two by four. That's right, building material, plain yellow pine. SYP is a seller at Holos and Home Depot. I'll pick a piece of that and I'll do the spin on it and I'll cut it. Now, when I pick a two by four, this particular reason, well, a couple of them. Number one is it's inexpensive. I mean, eight foot now, well, now it's getting to be almost two bucks, but it's, um, it's an easy way to get good wood. But let's get to that good wood thing. It's good wood. It's hard to cut. Uh, hard to cut means if you take a gouge, the regular way that you see on all these pictures, that the, the flute is straight across, level with the ground, the lathe, and you go straight in to cut that out. You're going to cut it out, but you're going to plow it out. You're not going to do any cutting. You're going to do some plowing. You're going to remove a lot of wood. And when you see what you did, you're going to say, wait, wait, wait. I'm better than this. Well, yes, you are. Because that's going to be in a tool use. But that piece of wood being inexpensive and won't cut nicely is a great tool, a piece of wood to practice on. Because you can learn how to do a slicing cut. How to come in gradually and, and slice off little bitty ribbons. 
That's right. You see chunks coming off, you're doing it wrong. You see ribbons coming off, you're doing it right. So that's why I start with a two by four. And what do I move it up to? As soon as I move up, I find a hardwood. Get this. Softwood's got needles. Hardwood comes from leaves of trees. It's the only difference. It's not how thick and dense they are. I would get a hardwood that's like uh, a mahogany, uh, ash, um, surprisingly, um, and on the other side of the flip, I'll go to poplar. Uh, but I'll pick a wood that with a pocket knife, I can slice across the edge of it, and I can see the grain of the wood, but not the pores of the wood. So I've got something tightly poured, and that's what I will pick. Some of the nice pieces I've got here in the shop and around the house are the demos or the prototypes or the, what do you call the rough ends of pieces that I've turned later on. I didn't have a lot of money invested. It was a four by four or a two by four. That's where I'd go there. Now, holding that wood, and we'll talk about this in the future a little bit more. Yeah, you can use a screw chuck, a spur chuck, a center, um, between dowels, between cups, between points. We're talking about how to gerrymander or make up a piece that will hold what you want to turn. I can do balls perfectly without a ball jig. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice and even, roll smooth and all that without a ball jig. We'll talk about that. And other tools. You know, do you need these top-of-the-line tools? Do you need the best in the world? Do you need powdered medical metal, metals? Do you need something that nobody else in the world has? Guess what? Somebody else has got it. No, you can do it with standard carbon tools. And how you present the tool is going to make the difference, but how you sharpen it. And we'll talk more about that in the future. How do you sharpen that tool to get the best effect? Now, effects, if you do it right, you got a sharp tool, you get the right presentation, you do a good slice, you're going to end a piece that you're going to be happy with. Then what do you do with it? Well, sand it. I used to joke about it. I can cut to where I can start sanding at 400. That was in the old days before I realized my mentors told me is you'd never start sanding with a fine paper. You take it down a notch or another notch or another notch or another notch. And you start with something about the 80 to 100 grit. And you even out the area. You open all the pores and you make the entire piece I want to use the name homogenous. You make it all even. And then you step up in the grits. I'd go to 80, to 120, to 220, to 320, to 400. If I'm really, really, really wanting to polish it, I might step up to 600. But at some point, if I could get that fine, I'm going to go to wet sanding. We'll talk about that too. And then finishes. Remember, finish is the last thing you do. That's why I call it a finish. And a whole lot of other things. We're going to cover it all here on Megan Shavens. And if you need more information, get a hold of me. Worldwidewoodturners at gmail.com. Or check our website, worldwidewoodturners.org. Remember, it's .org, and I'll see you there. I'm Captain Eddie Castle, and thank you for joining us as we've been making Shavens. <laughs>